Welcome to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie because we've seen it all before. I'm Danny. I'm Dan, and we're your hosts of this podcast. And I'm Sep, who is technically a host, but never fucking shows up. So I'll see you in like four weeks. Yeah, that's probably about right, honestly. You know, uh, she cut uh, cats out of the bag. We're an explicit podcast. I know that's part of the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are an explicit podcast. Um, we were another podcast just a few weeks ago called Movie Drunks. So if you've heard of us through our TikToks, hopefully, or our Instagram, hell or if yeah. you're hearing this random podcast that shows up in your feed all of a sudden called Seen It Before, where you used to be subscribed to Movie Drunks, that's the reason. That's it's us. us. Sorry Jinx. to fool you. Um, couldn't get away that easily. <laughs> But but yeah, as Danny just said, we're always probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie. I'm sure it's going to happen at some point at this episode. But until then, we're seeing it before. We aren't your typical run-of-the-mill movie podcast. We're going to talk to you like real degenerates, like we are. Just I am. I'm a little offended. <laughs> um, also, yeah, we are an explicit podcast, but we ran it in sometimes. Um, you ran it in. We would, oh, we yeah, used to you, be- yeah, we used to be bad. But we we've kind of... We've kind of come you guys can just round. admit it was all me. It's fine. Oh no, no I wasn't even thinking you. No, I would. You no, know, there would be times where I would just be so drunk that I would just be telling stories about like when I worked at the movie theater or something. Remember yeah. that one podcast? That we yeah. Did? I How do. many podcasts do we have to have a very explicit not safe for work warning on? All of them. One. one. <laughs> yeah. One. <laughs> you want to know why? <laughs> me. Yeah, that's fair. All right, but yeah. Also on this podcast, we critique movies with our segment Structure 101 where Danny breaks down the movie story structure-wise and we debate theories about the movie which is new for this podcast um, that we're watching that certain week whatever movie it happens to be. Um, what we really do is we make, we make fun of each other we have a good time so if that's something you want to <laughs> so if that's something you want to listen to we'd love to hear from you. So like, subscribe and throw us a five-star rating. We're seeing it before cast on Instagram and TikTok. We have episodes every week. We like to stick to relevant movies, cult classics, uh, sometimes TV shows that are really popular at the time. J.K. Simmons. Uh, but it, <laughs> the boy is screaming. Okay. Um, but we also have a boy. That is that is Mando. Um, He's a cat, not a child. <laughs> but it, and if you want to hear us do a certain movie, we will ponder it eventually. Before we get to the movie we're doing um, for our first episode here, uh, we want to tell you something a little bit about ourselves as hosts. So, for me, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I've seen No Way Home four times since it released back in December 2021. So, it's just... Uh, I saw it in that whole theatrical run four times. That's the second most I've ever seen any movie, and that was Infinity War five times. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything clever or like interesting other than like, I, I like movies. I'm kind of like the resident movie guy. Uh, but something I always say is I'm a proud owner of a lightsaber keychain. So you're the cinephile of us all. Yes. Yes. What a weird word. It is a weird word. I hate it. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, I'm Sep. I'm never here, but I frequently like to rank characters in any of my favorite franchises or video games based on how likely I am to fuck them. Uh, that's a pretty common that's theme That's pretty accurate. Me. That's <laughs> Very, very accurate. We're dating. Did we not mention that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is very hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'm just here third wheeling this whole podcast, so it's fine. (laughs) But anyway, let's get to the movie we're watching this week. So we 
as movie drunks, did this as our first episode as well. So we're kind of rehashing it in a more organized fashion. Yeah, what better Just, way to start this new podcast yeah. uh, than with this movie? Yeah. It's definitely very organized. <laughs> we can yeah. tell. We're yeah, doing totally. great. But yeah, so we're watching Pulp Fiction, the Quentin Tarantino classic. This movie is like one of the movies that a lot of cinephiles, as I said earlier, love. They love this movie. But I think just average Joe people aren't like the biggest fans of this movie. And I think the last time I watched this because I was drunk, I actually enjoyed it. But we'll, we'll see how it goes this time. I feel yeah. like I want to give it a chance still and uh, just see what happens. All right. I like that. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Hell yeah. All right. So we just watched the Pulp Fiction movie. Um, made in 1994, directed by Twin Twinton Carantino. Twinton Carantino. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Twin Carantino. Okay. Oh, you take laptop. She she, she she take laptop. Okay. Okay. So, what do you got for uh, notes in this movie? All right. Uh, ter- first off, right off the bat, Tarantino is the only white director I know who gets a pass to write racial slurs in his scripts. Seriously, ever since <laughs> this is his second movie, right? Second movie. <laughs> How? Does he like get off on feet and you know? I think he's just like he's like <laughs> I'm friends with Sam Jackson, so I could say the Edward. Like I, I don't know why he's untouchable. I don't know either. Like there is somebody absolutely has dirt on Quentin Tarantino somewhere. Quentin Tarantino. But like he's just <laughs> I can't see this man getting taken down. I mean, yeah, he well he was attached. Literally, like his I guess his like father figure in Hollywood was literally the devil. <laughs> Yeah. So, so it, like, I'm sorry, but like, there's no way that like you he didn't see that happening. Yeah. Well, yeah. So he admitted like, he admitted on Joe Rogan that like he saw. He, he said like he could have been he could have done more. Uh, but like you know, nobody like really can't. Like, the only thing that they were trying to cancel him over is that apparently uh, Uma Thurman in when they were filming Kill Bill, Uma Thurman like uh, was driving like really fast in a car or something, and he like. And she didn't want to do it or something, and, and like he wanted yeah. to do it anyway, and like she crashed or something, and then it was a whole thing. But that's the only like, incident that I remember. Then him he being choked involved someone in. out with her out, and oh, um, it was um, Django, right? No, not Django. He um, choked out um, whoever played v- Bridget von Hammer's Mark. Yeah, um, in, in in Glorious Bastards. Glorious Bastards. That's a yeah. Yeah, like like you know when Hans Landa is like like you know choking her out, like that's a real shot. Yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah. actually like suffocating. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about this movie, those movies. We're here to talk about Pulp Fiction. So, um, so the suspense in the the whole Brett scene, you know, starting with, "Oh, I'm gonna eat a bite of hamburger. Oh, give me that sprite." And yeah. then, you know, they get the briefcase and everything. Did I? Br- he shoots the dude on the couch. Like it. It just the suspense in that scene just kept building and building, and I love that about Tarantino. I always love that about his movies. Yeah, and- he's he's great. Um. I think I think more the scene more lends itself. Well, okay, yeah. So it definitely is Tarantino's writing and directing. Yes, I think Sam Jackson sells it though. Of course, he's so good at playing intimidating. I don't like. He's just yeah. I, I haven't seen him in a role that like he isn't just like, a badass in. I'll start it here. Yeah, this is where. Well, yeah, well, because he he played some uh some random guy that got shot in uh, Goodfellas, and that was like the very first time that I saw. Yeah. Him. And then, yeah, so this is, like, his first role. He was supposed to be in Reservoir Dogs, I think, but then I think Tim Roth ended up getting his part, um, which, you know, it's fine. Tim Roth is in a lot of his mo- of Tarantino's movies as well, so, I mean. Yeah. Um, but, yes, uh, 
Sam Jackson. Um, you got the Jerry Curls. Yeah. <laughs> I think he yeah. wanted Jerry Curls specifically for this movie, too. Or something like that? Or? I mean, I guess. Hey, why not? Somebody like insisted on it. I forgot who it was, though. Yeah, I don't know. But there's this d- dynamic between um, him and John Travolta. Just like John Travolta, he's okay. Yeah, do do you want? <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he's the last like bitch. chilling. He's he's always like hit the meme. He's always like, what? <laughs> well, dude, I too would be like, it's ninety four. Like you know, and someone's talking to you through through a fucking speaker in an intercom, and you're like, where the fuck is this happening coming from? <laughs> like, yeah. I would be fucking confused too. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Is this God? No, it's, just it's God. the voice of God. It's the voice of God. So one thing I want to talk. So the whole like first scene, first like kind of like thing. Besides, besides the the start of the diner uh, hold up scene, um, where it's Vincent and Jules. They're talking, you know, with the Royale with cheese scene, and they're talking in the car. More importantly, I want to talk about like the foot massage conversation. Yeah, like yeah, is a foot massage the same as fucking? Is it in the same ballpark? Um, no, I'm just curious. I've never like given a foot massage. It's like you know, butt massage. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, let's. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I'm just dying over here. <laughs> just, she can't even contain herself. <laughs> so first of all, um... yeah, I figured. I figured you'd be doing that. <laughs> um, second of all, stop. And third, I if some like random person gave you a foot massage, I would be uncomfortable. I don't. I wouldn't consider it like cheating or anything, but it'd be weird. But what if it was? But I, I think it would be different if you got paid for it. So that's what it comes down to. Are you letting somebody give you a foot massage for free, and are they getting off on it, or are you like making bank off your feet? Huh. Because they're different. Well, my feet look like ET fingers. They do. So I wouldn't. Under- okay. I wouldn't understand if but, somebody wanted to give me a foot massage because that's a little weird. So here's the situation: <laughs> if you were letting somebody give you a foot massage and they were like getting off on it, just like just that, I would be uncomfortable. But if they paid you for it, fuck yeah. So an OnlyFans, but for Danny's alien weird feet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Same thing. So I I've mentioned this so often, but it's like. I, I'd be under. I would understand if you were upset if I pop out my titties randomly. But if I pop out my titties to get out of a ticket, if I ever get pulled over, I have no shame. We had this conversation. No, I know. Before, but so this this is the same. It's the same thing. Like if you are, if you're just like letting somebody touch your feet, or if I'm just popping out my titties for no reason other than for this person's enjoyment, like why? But if you get some benefit out of it, like if you're getting paid, or if I don't get a speeding ticket. Fuck yeah. Okay. So, okay, but like, that doesn't really answer my question, though. Is it the same as fucking? No. No. But it's like, I can, I understand why, like. You understand why, why, uh, what they call him, uh, Tony Rocky Horror? I mean, I don't think he should have gotten thrown out of a window for it, but I understand why it's like weird that he gave her a foot massage. Like, that's just weird in general. But like, she got paid for it, then fuck yeah. Did she? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. It was never implied. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming no. Okay. Well, but that's also kind of, like, under the assumption that, like, it's like, um, if, like, a, if someone's significant other has an OnlyFans, it's like, oh, like, you know, like, as long as their partner approves of it, like, fuck yeah. 
If you had an OnlyFans, I wouldn't. I would be like, okay, I don't but know. But like, we could make bank. But do we want to sell our dignity? And like, well, well, like, we're, I don't, well, not, we're not, we pro- are not selling okay, anything. Okay, okay, I don't okay, know. okay, okay. <laughs> I that, feel weird. That's about a bold fiction here. Um, well, I mean, I'd, it was still relevant, though. Like, true, true. I don't know. Um, I don't like this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me neither. Like, I kind of, yeah, I guess to cut to the chase, I have seen this movie four times. That's, that's three it. Three times too many. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was well, this, this was never my favorite Tarantino movie. Okay. Uh, but the more I watch it, I'm just kind of like, I, I don't like it. I don't. You were falling asleep. I don't, I did fall asleep. <laughs> like during this, like right after, um, the watch story. Yeah. And then yeah, the yeah. beginning of like. <laughs> Uh, him like meeting up with, or like him waking Butch. up or whatever. Butch, yeah, yeah, he woke up and like you know like from the boxing ring and he like, you know, I know the I know the whole thing. Yeah, where he throws the or he doesn't throw the fight. Um, yeah, I don't like this. I really don't don't like this movie. It's kind of boring. Well, let's get into that um, a little more. But it's weird because it's all over the place. Yeah, and like exciting, but like so it's it, quirky in a almost a bad way for me. Yeah, it's edited out of order, like. Lots of movies have tried to do this and replicate it, like Memento, for example. Which Memento does I've, it way better. Though. I've never seen Memento. Ugh, but I, dude. I know. Well, the I thing know. is, okay, no. The thing is, Memento has a has a very defined and clear purpose for doing this, for doing that type of editing, and like it just makes so much because the 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 movie is it's a mystery. It's shot backwards. Yeah. And like it play, but it plays it's it plays forward and backwards at the same time, and it comes comes together in the middle. It's really cool. It makes sense. Yeah, and so the thing with this movie is I was looking at all the forums before this movie because I was trying to get a little more information on it, like, you know, the story structure and everything. And a lot of people were saying, oh, no movie's done it this good. Pulp Fiction has done it the best. I was like, how? How has Pulp Fiction done this the best? Because it – I'd argue Citizen Kane probably did it better. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Like, man. if you want to tell relevancy – of a story with using like non-linear editing, yeah, there that's that's your movie right yes. there. It's also considered the best movie of all time, but that's you know there. Agreed. Um, some other interesting aspects. I know Seth brought this up. It was the weird when um, Mia and Vincent were in the car, and then before they went into the, like the diner or whatever, not the diner, the um, the the Jack Rabbit Slims. Yeah, that that place. The the random. Rectangle that well, she yeah. drew. What the hell was that? So I don't I think get she's it. She's saying don't be a square, but she drew a rectangle, and I was making fun of it. Okay, yeah. but like, why was that there? Like, why? It's is... quirky. I thought that was cool. Like, I like how they outlined the thing. It was cute. Yeah, yeah but like, she didn't draw a fucking square. It's like the whole the whole thing about this movie. It's like it's just it's it's, it's, it's just it's like that Brie Larson movie. This is a terrible insult to Tarantino, but this is like that Brie Larson movie uh, where it was like um, Pink Unicorn or something. Uh, it. it was it's fucking dumb. It's just okay. pretentious and like really is like oh it's just quirky for its the sake of being quirky. And I think that's what this movie's that's exactly to do. what this movie is. You know, it's just like we're so new age and quirky and weird. It's you know nothing <clears throat> flows together at all. And I, that's like, the thing because it's the point. It's, it's the it's point of like Pulp Fiction. Stupid. You know, yeah, no, and like yeah, I guess I I, I guess it, I guess it was me. just a phase in Hollywood for a little bit then. It gives yeah. me, it's like, you know how we were talking about a certain movie yesterday and you were saying how the people who made this movie think they're the smartest person in the room. 
That oh yeah, Tarantino really, definitely thinks he's the smartest I'm absolutely person getting that from Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, and it's like yeah. oh, like because it's it's like oh, you just don't understand. Like you're not smart enough to understand. Reminds Pulp me Fiction. of Christopher Nolan. It's this no, <laughs> no, but it's the exact same thing with how I don't like Fight Club mm-hmm. for this exact same reason. Got it. it just. I like Fight Club because it, like it actually has a story and something yeah, I to agree. say. It's it's definitely more cohesive than Pulp Fiction. Yeah, but I still don't like it because it's just it's trying to be something that I don't really think it is. Mm-hmm. Like I know that Fight Club's supposed to be like a satire and commentary, but I just think it's dumb. I yeah, I, I get that. Because it's it's like it's like the number two movie. Like this is the number one. Pulp Fiction is the number one movie for like the film bros. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. But Pulp or uh, Fight Club and like Wolf of Wall Street, like two and three for them. Yeah, those are both really good movies. Yeah, I, I I like those movies, but like not for like it's like uh it's artistry. And, I'm sorry, uh, but if, Wolf of Wall Street, if, I think so. I think it's just any, an entertaining. Movie. If any man ever walks up to me and says that like his role model is Jordan Belfort, I'm gonna turn around. Oh yeah, you're crazy. I'm like I'm no no I'm not just gonna turn around. I'm gonna run. <laughs> or like like. Uh, the boys who have like the Pulp Fiction posters in their room, or, like the Reservoir Dogs posters. That was like, almost me. <laughs> they think they're such hot shit. Okay, honestly, admit- this was absolutely you in college because you had such a fucking <laughs> ego problem. You thought you were hot shit. And I know that's not necessarily your fault. We can definitely fault the teachers for a lot of that. But I wasn't. Like, I mean, you gotta admit, I wasn't the worst student. What was you got? Does Marcellus Wallace look like a bitch? I mean, I'd argue <laughs> towards the end of this movie, he got he got turned into a bitch. He definitely got turned into a bitch. <laughs> but, yeah, but, that was a weird yeah. scene. Why don't we just get that out of the way? Like this, yeah, let's get that out of the way. Such a weird right. fucking storyline. Why is let's this break in this, there? <laughs> let's break this down. Why is just why is this? Uh, all right, and I think it's it's I I was talking about Dan. I'm just gonna go on this for a minute. I was talking about this with Dan in the kitchen where what? Okay. Um, give me the timeline of Tarantino's releases. Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Pulp Fiction. Yep. Jackie Brown. Kill Bill 1, 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Death Proof? Mm-hmm. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Django Unchained. What year did Inglorious Bastards come out? 2011, right? So, oh, 2009. Tarantino uh-huh. didn't get good until 2009. Mm, yeah. I... And it's because everything else before... He had to, like, grow up, you know? Yeah. It was really just him, like, being edgy and jerking himself off 24-7. And it's, like, he... I think he finally broke out of that. Like, I definitely still get it a bit in Glorious Bastards. But it has more story, and it's a lot more interesting. And it... Just, There's a lot more like slang and like yeah. like weird weird quirky. It's like um how Clockwork Orange made its own slang. Yeah, like you know like like Mia says Daddyo and like uh she does don't think like a and then like he, like she does the square thing instead of saying square. Yeah, I mean the that's rectangle, not my bad. That's not. It's, it's just it's weird. interesting that you point those two things out because those are very normal things. No, but like that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, well, he does jerk himself off a lot in this movie. Well, yeah, but it just like the slang thing doesn't really—that's not what. That's just me off. Like, a, like just something that it just irks me about it. You know, Daddy O fit very well in the movie. Like that's <laughs> it. 
Well, that's an ode to the 60s, 50s and 60s that Quentin Tarantino idolizes. Like, he yeah. did that a lot in this movie, just like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, I mean... I think I found, like, the best kind of metaphor for me, at least with this movie. This is like... Um, this movie's like the bag of, like, old-fashioned candy that you see at Cracker Barrel. Okay. Just a bunch of mix of stuff that, like, is good, but, like... You know what I mean? It's just See, but, mix matched and everything. Yeah. See, but I'm also I'm kind of gonna disagree with that because um, that exact example makes me think of how when I'm sitting at this desk playing video games every night for about three weeks, I had this big bag of quite literally old fashioned candy mix, and I would sit there and play the game of is this gonna be good or is this gonna taste like ass? And <laughs> once in a while, it'd be like maybe three percent of the time I'd get a good piece of candy, and the rest of it would either taste like shitty cherry toothpaste or literal butthole. And that's how I feel with Pulp Fiction. It's like, <laughs> is this moment gonna be good or is it gonna be ass? Brand new so you know what? Flavor. Yeah, like it is that old-fashioned bag of candy. Yeah, but it's all butthole. It's all butthole. It's all butthole and toothpaste. Speaking of all butthole, let's get back to the uh, Marcellus there Wallace part. Um, <laughs> so we, interesting segue. We're making better connections than Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's break down that scene. They get in a fight. They get in a car accident. They end right. up in this guy's shop, and Butch is about to kill Marcellus Wallace. And the guy's like, "Nah, bitch, don't do that." And then they get they like, end up in the basement, tied up, you know, <laughs> gagged and everything. Yeah. Then one of the dudes then goes they- in the back room and takes out a gimp. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Why is there a gimp? Why? Where did like? Why did Tarantino? What? How did he think of this? And why was this did a he nineties thing? This? Was this like a thing that happened a lot in L.A. in the nineties? I I don't know. I, okay, so the only thing I can think of is like I think like maybe BDSM culture was like just kind of coming up. Yeah. during that time. But out of those two guys that were there, that makes no sense. You're getting a lot deeper into this than I think it I is. I think we are, too. I think it's just Tarantino going, ha-ha, sex. Let's put it in. I mean, it's what he basically I mean, yeah. did with, like, ha-ha, foot massage. It's literally just <laughs> ha-ha, feet, ha-ha, racism, ha-ha, sex. Yeah. And that's yeah. a Tarantino movie. <laughs> Honestly. Also, that's... and then just throw in Uma Thurman and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good And Sam Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. And Sam Jackson. <laughs> and sometimes Brad Pitt. Recently, yeah. Yeah, he's in... Yeah, yeah I'm surprised that he's in more, yeah. more than one. Is he one. in more... Okay, was, is he in more than two? No. I think so. He oh. might be in Death Proof. I haven't really seen it, though. I want to see Death Proof. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... Gimps. Zed's uh, dead, baby. Zed's is Tarantino dead. still your favorite director? I, I guess, yeah, because... I can't really think of any other director that really stands out. Nope. I don't want to pick Nolan because he's oh. everyone likes him. He's like too mainstream. Because he's and so Tarantino good. Isn't? I, don't, I guess. <laughs> I guess okay, you're so right. no. Here's the thing: every late teen to early twenty white boy's favorite director is Tarantino. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's edgy and Glorious and, Bastards, so, Django okay, Unchained, no, and Hateful so Eight are great look movies. Look at me. The Not people great. who say. Oh, I watch Joe Rogan because he says the things that people on the internet are afraid to say are the same people who say Tarantino is their favorite director. They go hand in hand. Listen. Because it's edgy and nobody else does it and he gets a pass from it and it's cool because it's like, oh yeah, look at this white man. He can say the N-word. Nolan makes good (laughs) movies. Tarantino. Tarantino makes good movies too. This one just, I just don't happen to get. I would. Kill Bill. 
I'm not watching it. I know you don't like it because it's, it's, it's like it's really tacky. cheesy 70s it's so kung fu. Tacky. But as we just established with Cobra Kai all like this weekend. That's just bad. It's good. I'm just saying. It's like, so good. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, for the record. And I don't plan you on watching watch it ever. It. I don't plan on watching it ever. It's the Karate Kid. Oh, yeah, the Karate Kid was one of the, the, the seminal movies of the 80s. And they brought it back in a Get, respectful way. Guess what? I can I can count on one finger how many times they've done that perfectly in, in modern days, bringing back an old franchise. It's Cobra Kai. Guess what? I don't care. Yeah, you fucking bitch. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, it's just bad. Huh? It's just bad. You suck. Okay. Anyway, we're sucking the life you out like of this. You like Mama Mia. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's a low blow. All right. Look, um. I, I don't sit here and say that Mama Mia's good. <laughs> It's tacky, but it's 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 oh yeah, Cobra Kai. It's like a guilty It's not prestigious television. It's It's just it's a fun time. Yeah, but that's different than saying that. Yeah, yes, but like Nickelback. No, (laughs) yes, yeah, no. No one's taking your side on that one. Slip in on that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, let let's get to our theories here for a minute. Um, So this is a new segment we're introducing for seen it before. And we, I have looked up some theories on this movie. Um, what's in Marcellus Wallace's briefcase? I'm glad you asked, Dan. I know a couple of theories on this one. All right, let, go through a few. Um, yeah, the only ones that I remember, because <laughs> I watched the video a long time ago. Okay. Only ones I remember are, um, it could be like, all right, so like this goes back to like the, the briefcase has 666 is like the opening code. Correct. Um, some people theorize that um, this is Marcellus's Wallace's Marcellus Wallace's soul that's yes. in the briefcase, and this is explained by like because when you first introduced to Marcellus Wallace, he has a bandaid on the back of his neck that where like the soul could have been extracted and put into the brief. It's really like dumb. Scooby Doo. Yeah, sort of. I don't know. <laughs> that's the more metaphorical Why one. If you want to get soul come like out of the back of your neck, I don't know, man. <laughs> But the, well, the one I think that makes more sense is that this movie's connected, and there's a couple other reasons why it's connected. It's connected to Reservoir Dogs, um, that it's the briefcase that has all the diamonds in it. Because after Steve Buscemi leaves the jewelry place, and is like running down the street and gets in that gunfight, mm-hmm. you don't see the briefcase ever again in the movie. That's true. And um, so people theorize that, that the briefcase holds the diamonds from the jewelry store robbery. <laughs> and um, this makes a little more sense because... Vincent Vega is also the brother of Vic Vega, who's in Reservoir Dogs. He's uh, Michael Madsen, Mr. Oh, Blonde. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah, so there was going to be a movie a while ago that was going to be called the, the Vega Brothers, and it was going to be starring both of them. Yeah, of course. So, you know, it was, it was it's a pretty cool theory, but, like, the, the behind-the-scenes story behind that, like, those two being brothers just was happenstance because Vincent Vega was uh, written to be Mike, Vic Vega, and have Michael Madsen play him, oh. but like he couldn't do it, so he just he changed the name a little bit and hired John Travolta. So, hmm. all right. So here's so I think at the end of this we should rank which is the most likely like one that is actually true. Yeah. Okay. So the ones I found on Reddit, shocker, um, are it's the Holy Grail. So because it's not heavy, it's big enough to you know swing around like whatever in the briefcase. The case lights up like in like it's Indiana Jones stuff, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, um, Wallace is not a good man. Thus the six 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 as the code. Yeah. So um, I mean, I think like that's just a meme that they just did. <laughs> yeah, and then um, 
Ringo uh, knew who knew what it was because of the um, interpretations in media of like you know the Holy Grail, like Indiana Jones and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it who's been... Ringo though? I thought you would know. <laughs> I just saw it. Is that like Ringo. the bartender guy? I think so. Yes, yeah, I don't know who Ringo. I don't know. Was. Whoever, said, knew, whoever knew was in the briefcase. Uh, Pro- right. Probably that might have been his name. We might have to look it up in the IMDb section. Yeah, but right. anyway, the the dude, the dude, whoever it was. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one of the theories I thought was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, that could be possible, but what significance would it have in the Tarantino verse? Mm. Probably not much. I mean, based on this movie, what significance does anything have? You're right. <laughs> uh, and then another fun one I found is <laughs> Jules is a member of the MCU. This is, takes place in the MCU. Oh, my God. He retires as an assassin, okay. changes his name to Nick Fury, <laughs> joins S.H.I.E.L.D., and possibly, you know, what's in the, the briefcase is an Infinity Stone. That okay, yeah, that's a really yeah. interesting theory, yeah, and I kind of love it. I know, uh, you know, you know, the, the way that this that theory would make even like more perfect sense mm-hmm. is if, um, Brett, if Brett instead of having a burger, okay, he had like a sandwich cut diagonally. Oh my god, <laughs> it would have been perfect. Oh my god, because <laughs> we you know in Captain Marvel, like, you know, like, uh, yeah, he, he, te- he, sell, he tells uh, Carol Danvers that he can't, he can't eat the sandwiches with the cut or di- he can only eat it diagonally okay so that'd be cool which one do you think is the most likely out of those four that we said yeah honestly i think because tarantino likes to um he was like the first director to kind of have his own universe so mm-hmm. i think uh i think the the reservoir dogs theories are like the more like the diamonds one. one the diamonds one. yeah i, think I that agree makes more that sense. one makes the most sense i would love the mcu one honestly that would yeah, be MCU's funny. my kind of like personal that'd be favorite so cool yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's that definitely makes the most sense. That is diamonds. I mean, yeah, because you could swing that around because they he um, Vincent kind of flung it around like a rag doll at one point. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I know what actually is in the briefcase. It's uh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> what is it? Literally, it's just a light bulb. Oh, <laughs> it's a light bulb and a battery. And like the only reason I know that, well, I know that behind the scenes stuff because I read internet in this movie. But they do a whole bit about it in a community. Oh. Where they where the light bulb burns the certificate oh, yeah, of yeah, authenticity? Yeah. Yes, when they yes. throw that party for Abed. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. I, I I've been going to sleep with that show recently. Like that's my my sleeping show. Yeah. So I I remember starting that episode but not finishing it. Yeah, it's, it's so, that's one of the better episodes. Like it is better later episodes. No, no, no. best episode still the um uh oh no like uh, the paintball ones. No, not what the paintball. I love ones. the paintball episodes. Yeah, the, uh, the different. Realities one. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's I've that won an Emmy. Yeah. Uh, shit. What is it called? Uh, I'm just gonna look it up. Oh damn. It's re- it's like season season three, something. three episode two, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that won an Emmy. It was really good. It's uh, although I did kind of get annoyed um, towards the end of that because like, I I had heard Roxanne like remedial chaos theory. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> although there's one joke in there where Troy's like, where like he's looking at Annie's bag. And he's like, "What does it, guys? What does a pregnancy test look like? Oh, uh, you know, it's like a stick, kind of has like a little thing on it, a cap on it. Oh yeah, so this is definitely a gun." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you know the darkest timeline comes into play, and it's yeah. so cool. They do such a such a good show. Yeah, anyway. it's like I six seasons of movie. I'm hoping for that movie soon. Me too. Anyway, yeah. although it could turn into BMS, or that you see that movie? Yeah, I saw Rise of Fatman. It was fucking bad, dude. Yeah. I hated it. 
Okay, so back to um, back Pulp to Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Um, okay, so here's here's like a thought that I just had. Uh, part of me thinks that this script is just Tarantino's diary because it's filled with a bunch of conversations and topics that just seem innocuous, like the uncomfortable silences. Like I've had that thought before. I'm like, it's not awkward unless you make it awkward. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. And then the foot massages conversation. Um, and ultimately, there isn't exactly like a great story here. But it's like quirky and artsy enough to hold your attention, I guess. See, I get where you're coming from with that. Like the scenes that hold your attention are, of course, like, you know, the dialogue scenes, like the deep dialogue scenes and, um, you know, I guess the, the OD scene and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like they hold your attention, but like the lulls are just too long, man. The yeah. The lulls. Ugh. I think the reason this blew up is because this is the first time that it ever happened. And it was mm-hmm. like everyone's just like, how do you write dialogue like Tarantino? Well, it's just kind of like you just have a conversation in your head and you don't edit any of it. Like that's literally what I what I'm getting from that. You know, the, see, as it's quick, punchy lines that you just kind of keep firing off. Yeah, and then it like goes back and forth, and it it just works. It's like Aaron, it's like Aaron Sorkin, but like cooler. <laughs> yeah, in a way, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, it's got more style, but Aaron Sorkin's got his own style too. Yeah, so. yeah. walk and talk loves walk and talks. Seth, do you have anything else you would like to uh, talk about right now? Anything else you got that kind of, you know, maybe pissed you off or just like... Watching this movie again made me like it even less. And I, So I was going to ask you <laughs> guys if you remembered what you originally rated it. No. Because I know that I gave it a 65. I have I it in my letterbox right now. Oh, shit, you do? That was, yeah, it's like okay, the, well, one of the only movies I actually did for letterbox. <laughs> uh, while you're looking that up... Um, yeah, I I think it was probably like between a 70 and a 75 for me, it's I want to say. I really... Do not get the hype whatsoever. Yeah, I it, even watching it drunk, it didn't really help <laughs> when we did it before. Wow, okay, so I came way down on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say my score just yet, but I gave it a 93 wow. last time. Yeah. Um, Although I was drunk, so. Yeah. You gave it a 65, Sep. What did I give it? Mm-hmm. You gave it a 75. Ah, it was close. So it's, you guys are pretty much accurate. I'm This, yeah. is, this time, I'm kind of really disillusioned, so. Yeah. All right, well, you know. I just had... No interest in watching it at all. Yeah, nothing I mean, flows together. It's kind of poopy butthole. It's kind. It's, it's kind of it's poopy butthole. Not even kind of. It is very poopy butthole. But also, speaking of poopy butthole, Christopher Walken scene. Yeah. Okay. So, so weird. he's great. I kind of love that scene, oh, but of it's course. it's like I don't know. Like I, so, I read the script when I was it, a kid. It gives me very much like Christoph Waltz. It's a bingo vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same guy. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Um, I love how we just like you know he hit it in his he hit it oh, in the only place he could think of for five years his, his ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like and I, I hit up my ass for two, two years. years. <laughs> was it seven years after that too? I, oh yeah, no, it's like total, no, no, no. Yeah. So it was, seven years total. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Got it. Okay. Is <laughs> Christopher Walken five? He had it for two, but they were both there for seven years. Total. Yeah. So he died of dysentery. Oregon Trail. <laughs> I can't do this. It's just I such just, an it's just such an out of nowhere story. Yeah. Like, but it's entertaining. So, but like in the script, it's literally three pages long. Like just it's like if you look at the page, it's literally like you know how you usually see like you see like action character name dialogue action you know. Yeah. Scene, scene change stuff. It's literally 
dialogue for three pages. That's just him. Just like so, like like it's just the middle of the page. It's just filled with words going all the way down. It's it, yeah. It's how do like, you how do you memorize that? That's also the thing with that. Like a lot of Tarantino's films require brilliant acting because it, the beats they're just oh unprecedented. yeah they oh my god I love it. I'll have to look back at that. Actually, no, never mind. I don't think it is. I was going to say, I was like, is it one shot that they did? No, they cut to the kid a few times. Yeah, I remember But, that. like, for the most part, like, it's a um, solid, like, minute straight of talking, possibly more, with Christopher Walken just, like, mm. walking. Yeah. <laughs> he's Christopher sitting. He's walking? Sitting. He's sitting. He's crouching. But <laughs> he be crouching, holding <laughs> he's that. He's squatting. That thing. He's squatting. He's squatting. Christopher squatting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so shot Marvin in the face. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, so that if, if anyone remembers our very first podcast for movie drunks, the pilot, this is the pilot for seeing it before, by the way. Yeah. Um, that was the line that like we, we were to finish our drinks for. Yeah. Um, Oh man, shot Marvin in the face. That's still my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> it's great. It's like, well, you gotta have an opinion. What do you think? Angels just came from down from heaven. And then he shoots him in the face. <laughs> and he's, just, he's like, Oh man, I just shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> <laughs> the way he says that's fucking dumb. Yeah. yeah, but um then they go to you know like they, they get all messy so they have to yeah. go to the wolf's house. Or no, um they have to go to Tarantino's house. I forgot his name. Yeah. Is he Ringo? I don't think so. I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. I'm gonna find it. But yeah, Tarantino basically an excuse to be edgy and cast himself as the guy who probably says the N word like the most times in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Honestly you're not wrong. <laughs> Although I do okay, so here's the thing, I do like the kind of like not world building, but like like they bring in the wolf as a character. And I just think um, that's kind of cool. Ringo is the guy at the very beginning of the movie in the diner. Oh. Wait, what? Ringo? Really? You're talking about pumpkin? Yeah, he's Ringo. Oh. How do you know he's Ringo? Because I Googled it. Oh, cool. Tim Roth, right? Yeah, Blonde yeah. Hair Tim guy. Roth's character. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, I just always not thought his name was Pumpkin. What the fuck mm-hmm. do, it is. Where the fuck did Ringo come from? I don't know. Huh. Because, yeah, because they call him Pumpkin and Honey Bunny. I love Why is Honey Ringo Bunny. there, then? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I think I think Sam Jackson just starts calling him Ringo towards the end. Uh-huh. Maybe. Okay. But um, it's kind of like, um, I like I just kind of like the, I guess, yeah, I guess you call it world building of, um, you know how John Wick has like these the assassin world and like they have the cleaners that are like like it's like a corporate cleaner yeah, cleaning service for yeah, dead bodies. It's great. <laughs> I just love that I just kinda like that aspect where it's just like you have like this hit these hitmen who who have a guy that can just clean up these messes and stuff. And like weren't we weren't we just behind a car sub the other day? Um and you're like, hey they they manage um Crime scene yeah. cleanup things, right? <laughs> um, we went to Dairy Queen last night at 9 p.m. And in front so. of us was a company van. And I'm not going to say that company's name, but I Googled it because it was funny. And I go, oh, they do uh, trauma and crime scene cleanup. And it's like, this is just a biohazard vehicle in front of us. So, like, there's probably, like, a dead body in there, right? I mean, not necessarily. they don't do the bodies. Oh, that would be, but like, they the clean corner? Up, like, yeah, but they uh. clean up, like, the goop. The, the goop and the stuff. Yeah. Well, so I mean, you know, like somebody dies in a house, like yeah, you make people sense. still buy that house in the future, so somebody has to go in and like clean true. up that house. Very true. Uh, Cops aren't gonna do that. You kidding me? 
Yeah, true. true. All right. One last thing I want to talk about. And <laughs> Moving on. Going back to the gimp. Oh, great. We got to so, go back there. Yeah, but not really. But like, you know, the dude who fucked Marcellus Wallace, he got his dick cut off, shot off, and he wasn't screaming like at all. Like, yeah. wouldn't you be like in excruciating pain if you got your dick shot off? Like, mm-hmm. even in um, 21 Jump Street did it better. <laughs> <laughs> you shot my dick. You shot my dick off. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he'd be in so much more pain. Like you, could, yeah, you could hear a little some screams, yeah, screams here and there. But he's like, ah, he's like, okay, dude, you, ah. you'd be like blood curdling screams. Yeah, well, even <laughs> even uh, I th- even in Tarantino's own other movies, like they have they have people like like in Reservoir Dogs, Tim Roth is like he got shot in like the abdomen, like with a twenty two. Yes. And like he's just like he's writhing in pain for like the entire scene, and like you know this guy got shot in basically the same area, just a little lower, um, with a shotgun. Uh, <laughs> so it's yeah. you know probably a directorial uh, mess up. Is that what yeah, you call a little it? bit, a little bit. Yeah, unrealistic. If you want to, how hyper realism realistic this kind of movie? Well, not real. I don't, it's hard well, to explain. This could also be set in like that alternate universe of Tarantino. It's like the fictional universe because there's oh the Tarantino yeah. movies. There's the fictional universe, and then there's his real life universe. So like, I think this one is set in the fictional universe. No, I, it's not because are you sure? Kill Bill. I Kill Bill for sure is okay because um, this movie. Um, the, the you know the the Fox Force Five TV show that they're talking about yes is the basically the entire plot of Kill Bill. Oh shit! Did you not get that? No, I haven't seen Kill Bill and I got that. I'm pretty I sure I've seen Kill Bill. I had to have I had to have talked about this last time. You probably did, but I was just like, yeah, yeah, um, you know, yeah, we were all like blasted. Yeah. So. Um, but basically, she says something like she's an expert with knives. She and in. In Kill Bill, she's an expert with a sword. Oh, yeah. Um, the oh, the black girl's that. a demolitions expert. She has a bunch of explosives around her house. Um, the French fox was like her specialty was sex. Um, I forgot what they said. Did they say an Asian character? Like Lucy Liu's character? Yeah. Yes, they did. Was she like an expert with like martial arts or something? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So... So yeah. there's the blonde girl who's the leader. They said there was the Japanese one who's like a martial arts master. Yep. Um, the black girl is the demolition yep, expert. Yep, the French girl is sex, and then uh, Uma Thurman was knives. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so basically that whole thing is the plot of Kill Bill, and so like that's why people theorize that like – so like uh, – so like uh, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction – I think those are the only two that are like in like the main universe, other than like the history ones. But that's like a different era of the same universe. Okay. Um, though they're the real universe, and then Kill Bill is takes place inside of like a TV universe. All right, so let's get to our rankings of this movie. Who wants to start? I guess I'll start. Yeah. You know, break the break the ice with uh, his very first ra- rating yeah. on uh, seen it before. Let's drop very a bombshell. Yeah. Are you guys ready? So as we know, movie drunks, uh, I rated this a 93, I think. Um, yeah, I'm going to go way lower than that. I'm going to go like 72. Okay. 72. It dropped way worse. down because I think I'm out of that phase now. You know? Like, it was a You're phase. You're maturing. Now. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little bit. Um, yeah. So <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not it, – it's, it doesn't – I'm a story guy. 
It doesn't really have that much story to it. Um, a lot of weird shit. It's kind of thrown in there for the sake of just being weird. Um, it is entertaining to a certain extent. Uh, like I'm always entertained with like the the base of the first 20 minutes, and then the last 40 minutes is like entertaining, I guess. Uh, but then there's like a huge middle section in there that I'm just not. not yeah, the whole into. butch part and everything. the whole the bit the whole butch storyline is you can throw that right the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just it's I have no idea why it's in there. Yeah, it's, it's just to be weird. Yeah. All right, Seb, what are you giving that? Um, I initially ranked it a 65, and I'm probably gonna bump it a little bit lower to maybe like a 60. Because at this point, I don't even think it's passing anymore. Mm. It yeah. just offers nothing for me. I yeah, think it's I get really that. dumb. I think it's very boring. There's no consistency. Nothing flows together, and I'm I know it's not supposed to, and that makes me like it even less. <laughs> It's like, that's the point. It's like, I hate it even more now. It's like you tried to make a good movie and it turned out bad. So now you're backtracking by saying like, oh, it's supposed to be like that. That's what we were talking about uh-huh. with that one movie where it's yes, like they have an out. Exactly. Where it's like, yeah. My review, is it's going to pass. We consider 65 passing, you know, just like in high school. Just high school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a 68. It is, my original was a 75 um, on Movie Drunks. The only reason it's passing is because of the dialogue scenes. Some of them are really well done, like yeah. especially the Christopher Walken one and um, the beginning one with um, what's his face uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Let's say that Samuel Jackson and, and John uh, Travolta. John Travolta and you know the the kid. What's his face? Uh, kid Brett. 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 Oh yeah, that's Brett. his name. <laughs> Look at the big brain on Brett. <laughs> so, so yeah, that and um, the OD scene was great, but most of the movie, again, as I said, was in a lull, and it kind of took me out of it. I don't like when movies take me out of the moment, like, mm. and this movie does that a lot. That's the one reason why it's a 68, because <laughs> yeah. I like movies to be coherent, where I can follow it, and keeps me interested. Coherent? I barely knew her. Okay, All right, had you to had it. to do it. <laughs> you had to do it. Anyway, for anyone wondering what that is, um, one of our... I guests think- on Movie Drunks and one of our good friends, Chris, likes to uh, – we like to make fun of him on the podcast as much as we can apparently. That will probably happen more. Don't and worry. Like once an episode. Yeah. Oh, there, was a, there was like a, like two months there where it was like every episode. It was like every episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just say at least one thing about Chris. <laughs> but, but yeah, on the Scott Pilgrim podcast, he uh, he just – I don't know. He like thought I said coherent and then he thought <laughs> – no, I said coherent and then he thought that meant like some like like – Something that ended with er, yeah, and he's like, I hardly knew her, and like it just it just came a thing. And we want to make a shirt out of it yeah. too at one point. Like it yeah. was it was a whole thing. I still might do that for his birthday, but I gotta get on that real quick. Chris, don't listen to this. Out. He already knows this is his idea. <laughs> anyway, what a shitty birthday present. <laughs> yes. What? All right. So that was our re-review of Pulp Fiction, and as in re-review, it was a movie we watched as movie drunks. And uh, now yeah, we watched it sober. We watched it sober, and it, I don't think it was as good as we were expecting. Like I said in the intro, like a lot of cinephiles like this movie, and I, I don't consider myself one because I don't watch movies all the time. I know you should probably consider yourself one. I you're kind used of- to it's. I, well, like I said in the intro, I thought, um, and many people say that this is magnum opus. Uh, I disagreed from the start. Uh, I never really got this one. It's just kind of like okay. Tarantino is a little freaky, and uh, we all just have to kind of deal with that. 
quirky. Quirky. He's, he's quirky. This movie just... I don't know, man. It kind of was boring. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, and I don't. you fell asleep for crying out loud. Shut I, up. Don't tell the, the listeners that. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, it's, it's fine. It's fine. If you made it this far, you it's can It's such just, a great start to see it before. <laughs> if, if you made it to this point in the podcast... Rail him on social media and see what happens. I don't think our fans want to rail me. <laughs> <laughs> just barrage his inbox with just if you love this movie, just barrage. His yeah, okay. if, hey, if you love, I never said, I never, I never said you're you're a terrible person for liking this movie. Yeah. I just don't relate to it. Yeah, I mean, and same. Do, I you're, you're quirky. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let us know i mean we are at seen it before cast on instagram and tiktok that's seen with an s-c-e-n-e uh i'm dan you can find me on social media i'm at dan the donut man one. Oh, you're doing yeah. your social media this yeah, time I, around I, I felt like i wanted to i mean okay people want to you do it all the time so like yeah well, sure i don't instagram. post anything <laughs> i just put my name out there yeah <laughs> but yeah you can find us on social media and follow us to find out what's next week for our uh, teases we post weekly on Thursdays or Fridays depending on the week um, yeah. we are going to plan on doing more actual movies that are in theaters as well like coming out I believe we have well Morbius was supposed to come out but yeah. that, oh well oh well I got pushed back to April we will be doing that at some point we're going to do the Batman. We're going to do Doctor Strange. We're going to do Thor, John Wick. We're going to do Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. We got all those coming up this season and possibly more. If you guys want to hear us do a movie that's coming up, please let us know. Um, and we would, we'll try our best to, to uh, get to it. We're not going to try our best. But <laughs> all right, I'm Danny. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Danny underscore Wass or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Wass. Pay attention to the socials, like Dan said. Uh, we're going to be doing lots of movies this, this upcoming season. Uh, we have lots of planned, uh, especially towards the end of the season, so stay tuned for that. And uh, Sep is in here, but she yeah. says hi. She says hi. She'll be back in four weeks. <laughs> yeah, four weeks. <laughs> I, I don't know how many weeks she'll be back in, but she'll she'll come back on when she feels like it. And yeah. it's always a pleasure having her on, see a uh, Gen Z kind of perspective to these Gen movies. Gen Z ADHD fucking perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for now, we're seeing it before. Just shit. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go from here. Do you? We can't say stay cool. We can't say stay well, because we that's can. our old one. We can. All right, but. stay cool. Oh, maybe we should say something that related to J.K. Simmons. Stay bald. Stay, that's <laughs> not related to J.K. Simmons at all. He's bald. Fighter menace. Yeah. Still looking for that Mars bar. We're, we'll come up with a slogan at some point to end the podcast. But for now, just I don't know. Maybe we just end every podcast with a different uh, whiplash quote. Oh God. <laughs> All right, well, we've already said, like, three of them right now. Don't so. tell me it's you, Elmer Fudd. Oh, <laughs> uh, Seth's going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>